Well, so since it's my first message, I feel it's appropriate. I know many of you know me, but I feel like I need to share my testimony with you guys. And, well, basically, I was raised in the church. I was very privileged to have a mother that loved the Lord, that served the Lord, brought me to church every Sunday. She was involved in the youth ministry, children's you know, ministry. She's a teacher, you know, there. And so I was very blessed to have that in my life growing up. I love the Lord. You know, I, I loved him with all my heart, like truly I did. I mean, I got involved in everything in the church from the plays to the musicals to whatever else, children's choir I could do, amen? But what, you know, what really defined my life has not even come from that. You know, that, that hasn't even really changed me, really. But what happened was I went to Lutheran school because my parents wanted me to be in private school. But Lutheran school, what happened, I had chapel every Wednesday. So I was in church every week, you know, two or three times a week even. I had to memorize, you know, three to four different Bible verses or even chapters each week. And so, you know, my head just got so filled with the knowledge of God. But at the same time, my relationship with him was not as, as strong. You know what I was saying? So Lutheran grade school was awesome because it kept me in the will of God. Because, you know, Lutherans, you know, they're... You know, some of them like to say frozen chosen, but, you know, they broke off from the Catholic Church, you know? And, and I mean, they really, like, just started a revival, you know, way back in the day, you know? They're, so they're, they're old school, you know what I'm saying? They're OGs, if I could break it down into your language. But, <laughs> my language too, sorry. But, um, you know, Lutheran school was great, but what happened was I went from a graduating class of 11 students into a school with a freshman class of nearly 1,100 students. And what happened there was just so of the devil. I, I just began to lose my identity. You know, like, I didn't have to memorize a Bible verse every week. I didn't have religion studies class. I didn't have chapel on Wednesdays. So what began to happen was I began to fall away from God. And, I began, and not only in Jesus Christ was I falling away, you know, backing up from him, also in just other things in my life, I started to, to fail in. I got all D's freshman year in high school. All these, I had no idea what was going on. You know, I, I just completely lost touch. I ended up getting into just a place in my life that I could not get myself out of, you know? I, I forgot who was in control of my life, you know? Because I, you know, I gave it to Christ when I was younger, but just there, I, I lost it. There's so many other influences, so many other things to follow, I just got lost in the sea, you know what I'm saying? So, I know God always had a calling on me, though, because throughout high school, you know, I didn't hang out with the, the good kids or whatever. I was always at parties, always around, you know, the, the uh, potheads and this and that. But God spared me from all that. Praise God. I mean, I didn't touch a drop of alcohol. I didn't smoke a joint. I didn't even smoke cigarettes. You know, I, I couldn't even touch them. But I don't even know how I did it because it was all around me, you know. And so, I mean, that, that shows to me how much God wanted to use me, you know. So, being so far from him, I actually ended up stopped going to church more often, or less often, I should say, because I never got involved. Knowing who I was in the world, knowing who I was with my friends, I did not want to get involved in the church. You know, I, I, I went to a church for over 10 years and maybe attended one youth group, you know? And it wasn't until near the end of my senior year, or middle of my senior year, I'd say, I gave my life back to the Lord at an altar call, but at that time, I was still leading a double life. I was still hanging out with my friends from school, but then on Sundays, 
I would sneak in. It's like it's like I would be sneaking in the back of the church, like uh, you know, just like okay, this is this is my time with God. Nobody really knows about it. I mean, they know I'm you know not a bad kid, but they don't know I go to church on Sunday. You know, I kind of I kept it hidden. It was a double life, you know. And so and so, like I said, my friends that I kept were of the world, not from the church. You know, like I don't know how much I stressed it. Like when we go through the 101 book, that first chapter. The third point, Christian fellowship, that is so important. Because, I mean, your friends make up who you are. No matter how much you witness to them, no matter how much you try, if you keep hanging around the same crowd, they're going to influence you somehow, you know? Because you, you end up being outnumbered, you know what I'm saying? So, I just, I just had so much self-pity that, you know, I couldn't get over it. I couldn't, I couldn't give my life fully to God. I, I just couldn't wrap my mind around how I deserved His grace. And so, finally, they started, or not they started, they already had a young adult service. But finally, and you know, I never attended youth group, but I attended this young adult service, and that's where I really, truly began to find myself in Christ. Because, like I said, you know, just going to church on Sundays and then living for the world during the week, you know, like, I was not getting fulfilled. The conversations with my friends about music about whatever else art i don't you know it, none of it really affected me anymore i came numb to that i didn't want that i wanted jesus you know and so in this uh young adults group i really just started getting on fire started making friends started getting involved started coming you know two three times to church a week you know whatever i could but what but what happened what ended up happening was that was what i based god on that that was the young adult service was my religion basically it was it was Jesus to me and the devil is a liar the young adult service got cut to once a month and how many of you know if you're only with God once a month you're truly not with God amen i mean so 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 what what happened was like it's like i had just gotten out of the grave starting to come to Christ once a month up stepping right back into the grave started hanging out with my friends partying but you know I tried justifying it so many times but it, it just it never worked out so a little, little while passes coincidence I run into Pastor Joe right out front here he, he gets involved in my life he, he wants to know what's up with me I didn't even think anybody cared at this time you know I was still having my pity patty party you know I was, I was, in, I was in such you know, you know just, just a, a state of shame you know, which is a form of pride, if you don't know that. If you're so, you know, if you're so upset and you're so frustrated with yourself, you know, really you're being prideful of it, you know. You're not letting go of it. And so what ended up happening, I started coming to Metro Praise more and more. And it's like every message, I know you, you guys probably felt this, but every message was like hand-tailored to me. Like I, was, I would be like sitting where, you know, Jared is somewhere in the back always, because that was always my thing. I was in the back of the church, sneak in, sneak out, whatever. And, like, I just sit there and be like, that was so for me right there, you know, just got, and I think every Sunday I came up to Pastor Joe, man, Joe, that was, that, oh, that spoke to me right there. It was like, it was like a broken record, like, every week, man, Joe, that spoke to me right there. I think God's tugging on my heart. I don't know what he's saying, but I think he's saying something, <laughs> you know, and um, so, so I ended up coming here, and, and every night, though, after that, I would go home and I would pray about it and I would think about the word that was just given to me. And that's just basically how I've gotten here. I've just gotten a hunger from that. Just hunger and hunger and hunger and more and more desire 
for him. And it wasn't until God had to humble me that I really got, you know, on fire for him. It was, I was praying, you know, this was way back in the day, like two, maybe close to three years ago. We had the little soundboard back there, and like Pastor Joe was like working the sound, and then he would come up here and preach, and then there'd be all sorts of feedback, and he'd go, and he'd go touch something or whatever, you know, and then come back up here and be preaching. And it, it was really, it was really incredibly awkward, but I put up with it for a while because I really didn't, didn't want to get involved. I didn't want to, I, I was kind of hurt from the last, you know, experience in church. So I didn't really want to get too involved, but it wasn't until I was praying and God told me, he's like, you are going to be a servant. You are going to start in the sound ministry. And so I just, I just remember going up to Pastor Joe one day and just be like, brother, you need a sound man. <laughs> and, and, and praise God, he, he was just so joyful. He's just like, yes, brother, I need you. And, you know, the typical Pastor Joe thing, you know, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, because then I really got involved. That really got me accountable. I was here every service. We were doing two services, three services at that time. It was it was intense. So I mean that that's that's really when I came on fire for God. Now I'm I'm here. We got crossover, so awesome ministry. I mean you know to share my heart, which is where I came from, was the young adults ministry. To share this with you guys is beautiful. And now you know I'm in a worship band. You know God, no no more crazy experimental metal bands with my worldly friends. <laughs> I'm in a worship band, praise God, Sun Branch for Safety. Check it out, myspace.com. Um, sorry about that. All right. That was, that was pretty cheap. But, you know, and then and here I am preaching, amen? amen. So the, the word I want to give is to humble yourself because that's really, that's really where it was, the breaking point in my life. And, I mean, you know, God is just good, man. God is just, I mean, he's given me, studying for this, he's given me a word for Jared, for Griselda, all those in evangelism. Ellie, where's he at? Right there, right in front of Jerry. Sorry, uh, but like you know, Proverbs three verse thirty-four, I believe, it says that God mocks the mockers, but gives grace to the humble. And I know every time we go out, there's somebody who mocks us. Every every Saturday, people with their comments. And you know, I just want to show you that that He will give you grace if you continue to be humble, if you continue to to do His will. He will give you that grace, and he will, he will mock them, which is, I mean, that is just, that is just awesome right there. That's God. I mean, it sounds like irony, but it's beautiful. Amen. So, but the first chapter, first verse I actually want to show you is in uh, Psalms 25, verse 8. If you guys could all turn there for me. Praise God. Who needs a Bible? Anybody need a Bible? Four four. Amen. Amen. It's up on the screen too, you guys. It's all good. <laughs> About to work that word. Because that word works for you, amen? Alright. Psalms 25, verse 8. Everybody got a Bible now? I got this beautiful Bible from a beautiful servant in the back right there. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Alright. It says that God is Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways, which is who we all were at one point. Sinners. He guides, and still are, we're human, right? And he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep his demands of his covenant. Praise God, man. I mean, this shows us when we humble our hearts, he will teach us his ways. 
So when you come to Christ, what are you doing really essentially? The first major step is to humble yourself before him. Because you're not going to walk through this door, you're not going to come up to this altar, nor are you going to raise your hands all before you humble yourself, you know? That is that has to be something that God works on you. And we have to recognize that he has a perfect will for us. He wants us to surrender our lives to him and then we can fit into his perfect will. So when you ask him to take over your life, you're, you're really letting go of everything you've held on to. Griselda had a great message before about letting go of everything you have just to pick up his cross. I mean, that is, that is what we do. You know, Jesus tells us what we need to give up. You know, we have the choice of whether or not we want to give it up. I mean, I've been putting off this preaching for how long? Six months? Eight months? God was still working on me. There's even things recently, you know, even from back, like I said, like in high school, you know, I was, I was in a depression, I'll admit it. I had friends that cut themselves. Praise God, he saved me from that too. But I even recently just gave up CDs from that that I thought were not harmful. But you know what? That was something in my life that was blocking me from all this. So praise God. And I mean, so that's what I'm telling you. You need to humble yourself. I had to humble myself. I mean, you, you know, those of you that have been in my house can testify. I cut my collection in half at least if not more. I know, it's, it's insane, but God is good because that is what he does with us, amen? He works on us continually. So, unless you humble yourself before God, you can't expect him to use you. You can't expect him to teach you his way. You know, when you carry pride or pity or whatever it else you have in your life, it's, it's, it's going to hinder you in the end, you know? We walk, the Bible says we walk, you know, the narrow path, you know, the straight and narrow. But, if you have things with you, it's going to become a stumbling block. You know, Satan's going to try and put things in your path, and you are going to end up, you know, if you're carrying a, a giant, you know, load, you're going to try and walk over a log and trip over it, whatever. You know, it's, 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 all, going to, it's all going to affect you in the end, you know. It's going to affect how you get to heaven. It's going to affect your path to God, you know, your struggles with him, your, your joy with him, everything. So, I mean, the proud, you know, it says in the Bible, you know, that God opposes, opposes the proud. So they are constantly stumbling on this path. But I, I thought of it in a good way. It's like if you're going to play basketball, you're not going to wear a hockey uniform to go play basketball, right? That's not going to be, that's not going to be effective. That's not going to be any way fun. And you're not going to, probably not even going to make any good points at all or anything like that. So we need to let off everything. And even if it's just one piece at a time, shoulder pad, knee pad, whatever, one thing at a time, God needs to continually work on us. Amen? We need to continue to be humbling ourselves until we are agile enough to get down that path. Amen? That's what, that's what he's trying to do to us. He's trying to make us agile so we can walk that narrow path. Amen? Because the, the path of destruction is wide. You, you could carry everything down that road with you. You could have a whole wagon behind you. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what we want. And so another verse that has continually blessed my life is just Matthew 11:28 through 30. And it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon, upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, in my life, God, God changes you when you come to him, right? He can use your strengths and your weaknesses for his glory, right? So, when I was in high school, when I was depressed, I was, very, I was still very much a servant. I, I would say I would describe myself as a servant throughout my life, but in the world's eyes, 
that means that you're a doormat. That that hey, Andrew, can I get five bucks? Hey, Andrew, you know, can I borrow your car? Hey, Andrew, you know, whatever. But through God's eyes, He can use me in His church, in this ministry, in a worship band, in whatever else He wants you to have. You know, so His burden is light. I mean, oh, that is just so beautiful when I think about it. Sometimes, sometimes you know, we kind of get a little stinky and we're like, ah, oh, man, God, I'm so tired, you know, and you want me to go evangelizing for what hour, two hours, man, you know. But that's that's not how we look at it, you know. That's not how God wants us to look at it. He we, He wants us to delight in this, you know, and delight in His ways. And um, we need to lift off the pride, you know. Again, so so many times in the world. We get weary, we get tired. Like I said, I got tired of talking to my friends about the stupid stuff we were talking about. I wanted to start going to church, you know. So when you get tired, look at look at this. All you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. The only way I found rest in my life was through Him. Amen. Because you know, so many times I would think listening to music would be good. You know, get get me to rest. Hanging out with my friends at a party or something would give me rest, even though they're crazy hectic when you're when you're the one that's not doing anything. And then, you know, also so many times, or just being with a special friend, you know, I would think would give me rest, but it does not. You know, only Christ can give you the rest that you need. Amen? Yes. We'll, we'll get back into dating like a Christian next week. We'll learn, we'll learn all about special friends and the right way to find them. Amen? So, I mean, this, this right here, this Matthew eleven twenty eight, this is Jesus talking right here. And he says, I am gentle and humble in heart. And so when we call ourselves Christians, we call ourselves followers of Christ. So he's our ultimate example. And right here when he says, I am gentle and humble in heart, what do you think he expects you to be? The same exact thing. Gentle and humble in heart. Amen? He makes you humble to be a servant. He makes you humble to go out and evangelize. Amen? I just, he just gives you such a heart, you know, for the lost, for, for his burden that is light. Amen? Amen. So, Jesus Christ, it's all about living for him, amen? I mean, even, you know, here at the church, doing the sound ministry, doing, doing um, various maintenance projects around here, it's, it's all for the Lord, you know? When you do it for the Lord, it changes everything. I mean, I don't think I would be nearly as joyful uh, Sunday mornings if it wasn't for God. It's, it's very... It's very. There's a lot going. Adolfo can, um, you know, testify back there. There's a lot going back on in the back, right? Like sometimes, like I almost forgot to record Nancy's sermon this morning. So much going on, but praise God, I did remember. I hit record, and it's there. Check it out. It was awesome. Cleaning house on MetroPraise.org sermon player. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, it's just when you do things for the Lord. He blesses you. Amen? Amen. So also, too, I want to show you the ultimate example, like I said, being Christians, Philippians 2. This is an ultimate, ultimate example right here. So it says right here, imitating Christ's humility, a little title. So convenient. So beautiful, too, because this is truly what we ought to be. I'm going to start in verse 5 because it's a nice, nice place to start. It says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature God, 
did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Amen. Praise Jesus. I mean, so many times I've read this, and so many times I just put it out of my mind, you know, or, or just taking it for, for granted. So, you know, not taking it seriously enough. But look, at, I mean, this so much right here, and these just five verses right here, so much they drop on you right here. It shows you that Jesus Christ was God, but he did not take for granted his equality with God. You know, he gave that up for us. He was humbling himself the same way we need to. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Like I said, we all need to serve in Christ. When, when you get into the 201, when you get in the 101 book, that is what it is. You're, you're seeking God. You're seeking a ministry. You know, you're just trying to find your place in your servanthood towards Christ. Amen? So, I mean, right here. He became obedient to death, even death on a cross. How many of us have been afraid at some point of dying? All right, all right. How many of us are lying? <laughs> okay, but I mean, death on a cross. If you knew that was coming, which Jesus did, if you knew that was coming, how many of us would keep the faith? You know, how, how, how easy is it for us to just, you know, flee God and, and try to do our own things? How easy is it us, for us to, to want to, to continue to live? You know, but this life means nothing to the life that Christ gives us. Amen? Amen. So, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Amen? And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. I mean, it's just so beautiful to live the life that Christ set apart for us, you know, to live humbly as Christ did, you know. I mean, so many times we make our religion just another religion. We wear t-shirts with slogans, you know, that say, you know, what would Jesus do? And that's our testimony. We, we, we rarely even let it come up in conversation. You know, when someone asks us about it, sure, you know, we might just, oh, Jesus Christ, man, what would he do? He was a good guy. You know, so many times we just, we just make light of it. But no, this is our life. This is who we serve. This is what we are. Amen? And so, I mean, sometimes, you know, Jesus is just so amazing, the things he can do for us, you know? So, that's basically my word. <laughs> but I just want you guys to know that, that humility is a big thing in serving Christ, you know? I mean, just our lives, you know, we can come here to church with pride, but it's going to hurt us in the end. It's going to hurt us. We can come here with things that we hold on to, whether it's relationships, whether it's money, greed, anything. It's going to hurt us in the end. We need to give it all up for Jesus Christ. Amen.